this looks like a decent place to um, set up camp, so to speak. So, we are just at the um, at the border of the the woods at my parents' house, my parents' property, and uh, I just felt like coming out here today because it's a relatively balmy 46 degrees for an early December day. Let's see what Ada's up to. Just maybe take some time, whatever you're doing today, and just listen to what we have around. So you'll hear some wind, even though I've taken some lengths to um, solve that problem with the mic. But we also have, you can hear an annoying beeping in the background from some excavator or something. We're not out in the middle of nowhere exactly. But you can hear my dog's footsteps, you can hear the wind, maybe a few birds. There's some crows. Well, I'm in a northerly northerly direction now, so I'm looking at the farm and watching my dog at the same time. She's rolling in something. She's got a sweater on, because even though it's 46, it's pretty cold for a chihuahua, you know. I was just reflecting the other day about what I was going to talk about here. And I want to talk about progress as it relates to depression, as it ref ref relates to accomplishments. And um, I am going to, for the first time, I'm going to issue a trigger warning that some of what I talk about might be triggering for some that have um, have had suicidal ideation or um, self-injury because I am going to talk about that today. Um, uh, so I just want to put that out there that I hope it doesn't trigger anybody, but it is something that could. Um, I used to like spending time in the woods out here. <laughs> uh, I'd come out here and read. There was a boxcar I'd sit on top of. Just a boxcar in the middle of nowhere, you know. And I'd sit and read. Me and my siblings would play in the swamp that had these... It had these little islands full of, um, it was almost like, almost like mangrove. I'm going to call it a Minnesota mangrove where there were these 
roots of these small trees growing and it made these islands and we would hop from island to island and try to stay out of the swamp uh try to stay out of the water and uh I'm trying to think of some, make that some kind of allegory into something meaningful, but really it was just fun. Yeah. So there were fun times out here, but this is a place where I also processed a lot of my depression, a lot of my self-hatred. I was a very secretive, depressed person. I did not reliably think that I could talk about my feelings to my family or friends. Um, it just, it didn't seem to be something that I think they would take seriously. So... I had a lot of pain and uh, pain about what, you know, I, I fairly, I had a lot of things. I had a pretty good family and, you know, it's just teen years, really. It, there is no why, really. And I was dealing with the onset of some serious mental health problems. So that's enough for me. And one thing I would do, and this is the triggering bit that might trigger you, is I'd take off my shirt and run through these brambles. There were just these big big huge bramble bushes and I would run through them and if that didn't create enough pain so that I could feel I would take my wrist and as I'm running slap it against a thorn a, a bramble thorn and that would cause my arms, especially my forearms and wrists, to be come full of scratches of varying, um, not super deep, but deep enough that I had to tell my family that I got the scratches from baling hay, which can happen. You can get scratched up arms from baling hay. But I don't know that they bought it, but they didn't they didn't uh, they didn't press the issue any any further. So I just remember lying about that to them and it was just something that you know others have spoken more eloquently about the pain and kind of the emotional pain, the psychic pain, and like feeling some physical pain to kind of match that or to kind of, you know, uh, 
just to be able to process it 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 didn't it didn't hurt really that bad it felt good to me and i'm not condoning obviously if you self-injure it's a very serious sign that you need probably need some counseling some therapy and maybe meds and i'd ask you why would you why would you want to do that to yourself when it's it may be hard to face your fear or your anxiety or whatever you're dealing with it but it's really worth it it's worth it in the end to go somewhere and confront it and to um really work through it with someone um so and then i have these amazing experiences about being in the woods i've already told you about the marsh the swamp you know and my family and my great aunt my great aunt helen would come out here and we'd have a picnic you know, I remember, you know, we'd have thermoses of hot chocolate and we'd have these frozen pizzas that were, you know, cooked and the cheese had slid all the way off it or whatever. But it still, we set down a blanket and it was the funnest thing. Maybe we'd look up at the stars if it was night and... We'd also have, um, <clears throat> we'd also come out usually like November, December. We'd also come out like November and December and we would um, cut down trees and then my dad or later my brother would, you know, chainsaw it down into manageable chunks and we would pick them up and put it in a trailer or the back of a pickup and haul it because my dad um, burned wood for our our heat. So, and I had this feeling of dread doing it, you know. It smelled of diesel fuel. I think, you know, the truck ran on diesel. Maybe the chainsaw did too. I don't know. It was probably a two-stroke engine, actually. So it was probably gasoline mixed with oil. <laughs> if you know what a chainsaw runs on, what fuel run it runs on, don't make me feel stupid, please. There goes a plane. That one's loud. So where was I? Uh, yeah, we'd we'd pick up wood for the we'd pick up wood for the the fire for the furnace, and it was something I dreaded. And I'd smell the chainsaw fuel and the exhaust from it, and also the just the smell of tree bark when it's tree bark and uh, wood sawdust 
has a certain smell to it. And yeah, that's what I remember about that. But, so the other day I was thinking about these things. And I was planning to come out here and talk to you about it. And I thought, I'm 36 now. I was, you know, I dealt with these things in my teen years. It's been over 20 years ago. And now I have the luxury to have a podcast and broadcasting to literally tens of people broadcasting to whoever listens, whoever will listen, my stories and other people's stories. I'm speaking into a microphone that isn't cheap, you know, I've, and I realized like, you know, Daniel, you are not just living, you're actually thriving. And that was kind of a surprising revelation because I struggle daily with work, with just the everyday vicissitudes. I'm going to look that up in a dictionary and see vicissitudes. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right or wrong, but of daily life. I struggle a lot with it. I still struggle with all the therapy I've gone through, with all the medicines I've taken for depression. I still struggle. I still have my days that I want to give up. But coming out here and reflecting on how far I've come in 20 years has been a bit of a revelation and um, so for you listener I you might not have a podcast or you know a microphone to speak into although I'd argue that you could start a podcast really easily if you want to and it's not expensive at all um so look into that and email me if you want to start your own podcast and I'd be happy to help you but maybe you don't have a podcast yet maybe you're really struggling maybe you're in your teens if you're in your teens I'd say that with all likelihood in all likelihood it gets better um there's pain and there's suffering but 20 years down the road it's very likely that you will have the the privilege of sitting back and taking stock of your life and speaking to others and sharing your truth with others and for those that are you know my age middle age older you know, senior citizen age. Just reflect back on how far you've come and that you've been gifted with living in a modern society and 
I mean, if we're if we're lucky, we'll get 80 to 100 years of life. And not all of us, obviously, but many of us will live that long. And it's just kind of mind-blowing to me that here we are and we're so fortunate. Most of us, whether you're listening, you're probably in a country, hopefully you're in a, in a country with fair, fairly well off, like the United States or the UK or Germany or many other countries. And you have the opportunity to reflect you have the opportunity to um, see how much you've grown. I hope it's possible that that helps you. I hope that it's possible that that might comfort you. Um, it comforts me. These musings on life and progress and success and failure and pain and if it helps me, it might help someone. So, signing off from the woods. This is Daniel Bergfalk and Ada, who I'm keeping a keen eye on, from rural Minnesota. Have a good day, everyone.